Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. So, let's do it official, right? Sounds good. All right, here's another episode of the Warrior Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Gene, and I'm here with... Hey, Heather Bauer. What's up, Heather? What's up, Gene? Before we get started, we have sponsors for this show. We have Tactic Calories. Nice, tasty, mm. tasty crazy. seasonings. I went to high school with this guy, and you, you met him you at the store. You do know Casey. Yeah, Casey's, you do know Casey. Yeah. Casey's awesome. He's got some videos. Maybe I'll link the video up of him cooking and yeah. stuff. And then we also have Strike Force Energy. So either one of those, if you go buy something, please go buy something from these guys. Uh, use Warrior Mindset when you check out. That's how we make money on the show. That'd be awesome. So we are yeah. going to continue uh, the series that Heather and I have been working on um, from the yes. uh, see that with the way Wait. of the seal. I marked it. We've been going chapter by chapter. Yeah, it's a secret project. That's not a secret anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, Are you going to load all the rest of the ones that we've recorded? Yeah, so I was wanting to get done. I'm going to go ahead and start because, yeah. um, you know, all this coronavirus stuff has got me yeah. stir crazy, so I'm working on projects. Yeah. And I'm just going to start them. So we're at uh, Chapter 6. He calls them Principles. principles. Um, we're at Principle 6, so I'm just going to start probably in the next two weeks just nice. rolling these things out. Um, so you're getting ahead of the game on this. Yeah. All right, so The Way of the Seal by Mark Devine. Um we love this book. Yeah. I, I, you know, not to be too religious, it is kind of my Bible. Um, I yeah. use it a lot. Mine is beaten to hell and Same. back. I and carry I've it everywhere with me. Notes and things all in this book. And um, I give these things out to people, whether you read them or not. <laughs> um, I definitely gave them out to several people. So let's start with this, uh, principle six. The chapter title is Break Things, which... I think we were talking right before we started that this uh, this chapter is probably yeah the most well timed chapter for what's going on in the world right now for sure. Um, so the the where it kind of starts out at uh, this chapter starts with ego, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and I think ego drives a lot of us mm-hmm. for better or worse. Both. <laughs> yeah. Um, the moment you say I know everything is the end of your growth. That's like the yeah. kicks that off, and I dig that. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've I did a show recently with um, uh, with Eve, mm-hmm. your husband, business partner, and I did one with Dan yesterday, and we talked a bit about ego in both of those. Um, yeah, listen to those. That ego is not necessarily bad or good. Yeah, it's all in how you use it. What what is your um, I don't want to say definition, but what do you think of? What do you think of when you say the word ego? I mean, I think there's a threshold in which it can be negative. I mm. think, I mean, ego is having confidence in yourself. Right. Um, but if you think you know everything, then you will fail. Right. Um, because someone's going to take advantage of that. Ooh. In wow. My, in my opinion. I haven't thought about it from a defensive standpoint. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, maybe, yeah. So, I mean, I think once you think you know and you um, your ego gets in the way of you, whether that's helping people or um, planning, you know, sometimes things don't go as planned, which we're going to talk about because this is yeah. perfect timing, right, with yeah. everything that's going on in the world. 
Um, but you have to be willing to learn and grow from that. And if not, someone's going to take advantage of you if, you know, competitive, competitively speaking. Gotcha. Whether that's in sports. Or surpass you. Or, surpass you. Right. Politics. You. Chess game. Overly confident. Not seeing through. Not seeing four steps ahead, you know. That's true. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a fine line between ego for your own self good. Yeah. Right? Because ego... Like, for me, a little bit of ego gets me out of bed, right? It's the reason I go in the gym in the first place. Because yeah. I have enough of an ego to, to think I can get better. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, sort of a, I'm, I've sort of made my way through my life as a web designer, web developer. You have to have a little bit of an ego because you're like, yeah, I can do that. The whole time you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, most of the job is just figuring stuff out along the way. Yeah. But there is a fine line between that. I guess confidence in yourself mm-hmm. and being arrogant, yeah. like you're saying, like where you just shut off that point of ever learning anything new or well, ever considering others' opinions. If you think about it, you're working in web, things change out of your control all the time. Yes. So you have to have the confidence right. and a little bit of ego enough to figure out how to work with it because you can't control the interwebs. That's right. <laughs> right? No. Whether it's coding, new coding, whether that's, that's right. new protocols. You have to work with it, mm-hmm. but be confident enough to know that you can figure it out. Yeah, there's a new right. product or a new way of doing stuff coming out like literally every day. Every day. All the time, yeah. yeah. And you, you, if you actually try to keep up with all of it, you will go crazy. Yeah, it's not possible. Or you'll, all you'll do is sit on your computer all day. Yeah. Um, which I remember, is not good. Remember the Iron Yard? I had students who were like, well, just tell me everything I need to know. I want to learn <laughs> everything. I'm like, good luck. This is not the industry yeah. for you. Well, let's start in 1974. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> We started punching code and, you know. Not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's never, ever, ever changing. I just think it's great that, you know, the, the idea of this chapter is um, learning to see through your mistakes and see through your failures and mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. To see through the chaos of the world and keep going. I yeah. just think it's great that he starts it with ego. Yeah. Right? Because we are usually our own worst enemy. Yeah. Faux show. Another and to that point, another line is, I recognized that an opportunity had emerged out of the chaos. Mm-hmm. And I had a sense of knowing this was the right path. Mm-hmm. So knowing that within chaos, you know, there are opportunities. We can talk about I think we can there talk always about are. that with what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you curl up and give up or do you like... Like, I'm using a lot of this opportunity because, I mean, I don't have a lot of downtime because I still have to work. I still have projects for finishing and people need things. Um, I mean, especially now in the the web development business, everyone wants to make a comment on their their position on the COVID virus, like, on their website. (laughs) And you got to do it right now. So it's been some work, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm using the, the... some of the downtime I have to get ahead on side projects like this, you know, just yeah. to get the infrastructure in place and mm-hmm. finish the studio and, Looks really good, um, you know, finish some other side projects. Yeah. Just, you got time, you know, yeah. use it to get ahead. I mean, that's, that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm not, I'm not just going to sit idle. Um, like I've, I've heard some people just like, I see posts and they're like, Hey, did you know this, this whole season on Netflix of whatever, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I hope you're not spending all your time just sitting on the couch. That's a great point. I've, we have, um, rightly so. There's a, there's definitely, this is a very scary time for everybody. Um, I do think we could, we can take advantage of this time and look internally, help others. 
um, work on these projects, work on projects, um, and prepare yourself for the future because we will get through this. Yeah, it'll end. It'll end. It absolutely. Who knows how will. long? But you know, it now's the time to set yourself up for after, you know, after we get through this. Right. I mean, what you, you can't just give up before you even start. That's right. Um, all right. So uh, I like that. Uh, if you read the book or you're going to read the book, there's a section about his business. He, um, mm-hmm. I think he was at NavySeal.com or whatever. He was selling stuff like yeah. this pre-Amazon days. Yeah. And um, some stuff happened, technical stuff, and it made it. Fall apart. Yeah, fall apart, basically. <laughs> and he had some tough decisions. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and through that, which is really cool. I mean, I don't, I don't want to ever hear of anybody failing, but I'm kind of happy because we get seal fit out of that story. Yeah. He would have never created seal fit. He would have never created unbeatable mind. He would have never written this book, mm-hmm. you know, if that wouldn't have happened. So I kind of, uh, thank I, you, I guess. And not really, but. Well, I mean, if you don't learn from your past mistakes, you know, and I can make a lot of comments about our current administration, how they re- reacted to what's going on. But if you don't learn from what's happened before, um, then you're not learning. Mm-hmm. Say if he wasn't resilient enough to pivot and to come up with, you know, seal fit. Right. What would he do? Well, we wouldn't have this. We wouldn't be sitting here talking. We wouldn't at all. So, actually. And learning about, you know, how to find a way to get it done. So he's got uh, things, um, like points, I guess, to sort of harness this concept, right? So mm-hmm. um, he says, I learned that you often need to break things before you can remake them into something better. Right, this is achieved through these points. Yeah. Applying, we'll talk through these. Applying total commitment, yeah. failing forward fast, navigating gaps for opportunity, which you like that one. Innovating and adapting quickly. These are like mm-hmm. no-brainers, but um, in mm-hmm. in a time of yeah. worry and panic, and when you're thinking about things other than mm-hmm. growth, you don't do any of these things. You you sort of freeze and you don't ever think of these things. Yeah. Um, I like the one um, applying total commitment mm-hmm. because I think that's uh, good, a good stance to be in all the time, yeah. right? And and there's a difference between yeah. things you have to do, right? So like if you're a parent, you have to be a parent, right? You you're totally committed because you have to. I mean, I guess some people aren't, but yeah. let's say the the people who are, um, you are doing that regardless. You know, you're committed, right? But Yep. We're talking about things like, um, you know, your projects. You know, maybe it's your health. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you started a new gym program or whatever. It's or you're training for something, or you're saving for, you know, taking the mm-hmm. ba- the bar. I don't know what what it is, but um, mm-hmm. that's what he's talking about. Um, applying yeah. total commitment to that, and one of the ways that he has that, which I always dig, is burn your boat. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that too. Do you harness that one? Yeah, um, within I've had plenty of startups that I've I've tried to start, and you know, and you have too, where you're just like, look, just let it go. Yeah, yeah. You know, at some point, you you know, you have to let it go, um, and start and start fresh. Mm-hmm. Whether um, it's with new team members, you know, partners and things, maybe yeah, relationships. Um, bad habits you gotta just move forward yeah this is not necessarily a chapter I love the way he talks about um, habits so yeah. he never really talks about uh, destroying a bad habit yes. he talks about building good habits it's positive I dig that I do too and um, yeah. I've, I've tried that for myself and, I, and I, I, it feels better 
I mean, if you think about it, like this, put this in perspective of the of the gym or improving your health. Most people that come start coming to the gym, that trickles into other parts of their lives. They make yeah. they're like, well, I'm not going to eat Bojangles because I just worked out for an hour and right. I don't want to ruin my progress. Right. Or, you know, I I smoke and mm-hmm. you know I'm working out and I wish I could breathe better. I got asthma, mm-hmm. so I'm going to stop smoking. So we see that it just takes starting to do. I think it's smart because that's momentum, right? Yeah. Um, it's positive momentum. Positive momentum. Instead, Instead of, of just bad, fixating you know? on right. the bad thing. Right. Because it, it just constantly reminds you of the bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it ties into positive self-talk. We talked about that in mm-hmm. earlier chapters, which come out. But um, you always want to be moving forward. You never want right. to be focused on the past. Yeah. So go into this. I think that's great. Positive, positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, fail forward fast. Yes. Sounds rad. Um, mm-hmm. Success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. No yeah. shit, right? Um, yep. He says, I believe the world is chaotic and destiny favors the prepared. Unfortunately, sometimes chaos just refuses to harness. Right? Yes. Um, he uh, was talking about, um, he has a story in here about uh, the early days of Seal Fit where, <laughs> um, I mean, let's face it. I mean, even going to the gym, you're doing CrossFit, it's particularly seal fit or a, or a ruck or a hike or camping, whatever. There's inherent danger. It's not like yeah. you need to be super paranoid, but there's, there's danger inherent in everything we do. But he talks about um, in the early days of seal fit, and they used to do straight-up Navy SEAL ocean training where they'd go out and swim. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they, like, tied their hands behind their back and threw them in a pool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which... You know, I don't know that I would do that to any of our gym members. We but don't do that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> At Workhorse. That's pretty intense training, but he talks yeah. about a guy who couldn't swim, and they, they bloop, and he just sank to the bottom, and yeah. they're like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, my family did that We can't up. do that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, that's a pretty big failure for your program when you try to drown someone, but. Yeah. Well, I would, I'd like to just back up a second, because he talks about this, like, crazy it's actually more dangerous not to do anything than it is okay. to do something, right? I think there's a stat that says, like, within 10 years, over half the population is going to be obese mm. in America. Right. Um, I know we talk a lot about um, health care and insurance and medicine, and that's that's so important. I'm going to get my soapbox just for a second. Um, that's what this is for. Good. <laughs> I mean, what I want to talk about is preventative measures and... And this is what why we're talking. This is I think mm-hmm. this is part of the at the root of this podcast and any other podcast we do is we are on a mission to toughen minds mm-hmm. to know that you are in control of your health Ooh, I like in that. most in most ways, right? Of right. course, you're going to have external factors that you're not you can't control, like your um, your genes and environmental things that you come in contact with, um, things yeah, like I guess. that. Yeah. But you know. At the end of the day, we we hope to forge strong minds, right? Right. Um, so that you can take control of this. So, getting off my soapbox now. You can stay there. <laughs> good, though, right? I, I dig that, like, yeah. the, this idea that it is more dangerous to do nothing than to try something. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, even, yeah, I mean, just in every aspect of life. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to, you don't want to just sit on the sidelines, you know? I mean, I hope not. I mean, some people are probably okay with that. Which is, that's, that's fine. But I hope maybe this, one of these little nuggets will, you know, mm-hmm. will sink in. And, you know, this is, this is interesting. Um, I, I've been in the 
web internet world, um, the internet startup world, mm-hmm. internet business world. I mean, I don't, I don't really like the term startup, honestly, because it's a business and I, whatever. Like That's not years. the podcast yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so the idea of iterating, yeah. failing, changing, mm-hmm. the, there's literally a word pivot. I was going to say, they call it pivoting. Pivot that startups yeah. love to use. Um, I've been in that, I've been immersed in that world for a long time. Yeah. But uh, until, until I started coaching, um, people in mm-hmm. fitness and uh, also I started doing some some low level business coaching. You know, I don't coach like Fortune yeah. 500 companies or anything. Just like, you know, regular people yeah. starting up a, a small business or whatever. I've done that coaching. The concept of of uh, failing and iterating mm-hmm. and pivoting is really alien to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it surprised me. Um, I mean, it really surprised me a lot. Well, I think it's really what I love about entrepreneurs and small business owners, things like that. And that's, there's a reason why that they make a majority of the businesses in this country by number. They don't quit. They don't quit <laughs> because they had, they have to reinvent themselves a hundred right. times and not quit. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it makes sense that entrepreneurs, startups, incubators, things like that have kind of laid out these token phrases that mm-hmm. really at the end of the day is just human nature. Which to survive, right? Exactly, and, and what he's getting at here is that, um, you know, he the his his personal history uh, is he went to college, mm-hmm. was like an accountant, yeah, right. Went to work for big, big com- like accounting hedge fund thing, yeah. Could stand it. It was losing his mind. Quit. Mm-hmm. He trained martial arts, by the way. He's multiple black belt. We'll get into that later, but um, quit. Joined the Navy, became a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Retired that, got out, created these businesses. Um, there's, there's more of the story. You should read the book. But um, mm-hmm. so he's sort of like seen multiple mm-hmm. worlds. He's seen this world of the SEALs. He's seen this world of big money. He's seen yeah. this world of like entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And and he brings it together, realizing that this idea of iterating and failing and restarting and trying and pivoting mm-hmm. is integral to. Um, getting better man yes right if i'm so true and i want to hear your story too but not that i am i don't run like a navy seal thing you know but i will say my past has been you know grew up in poverty alcoholic father Mm. um would walk home from from school after volleyball practice Mm -hmm. you know i did whatever i had to do to pay so i was you know i prep chemistry labs and in college, I um, worked for a professor on the side. I had a couple jobs in school. Um, they, I graduated in 2009, so I literally worked at a dog bakery. Wow. I house at. I did collections at a furniture store. Okay. I mean, I kind of. Do whatever. You kind of had to carve my yeah. path. And now I'm an IT project manager, which is not an easy job to have. But no. I've kind of. It takes it takes being a little opportunistic. I think that's why. It's like, a good term. Start, you know, startups entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you have to be opportunistic you have to be mm-hmm. what they say selling all the time you do so you, do. you have um, to hustle constantly you have to you have to do it and so. he goes into actually systematizing that mm-hmm. right which is not complicated but i'll just read it for the sake of the show yeah try good. something new fail yep. <laughs> analyze the lessons learned implement changes for the next iteration incorporate your insights <laughs> 
Fail again. Yeah. <laughs> Try it again and repeat step through two and five until you succeed, right? Yep. I mean, it's like kind of stupid simple, but I, I don't know. I, I'd see a lot of people just give up, right? Yeah. They'll just like, they'll like start something, uh, you know, give it two weeks and quit. And then you see it sort of manifest itself on a smaller level, an individual level in the gym, too. You'll see people yeah. come in, two weeks go by, only lost three pounds, and then, like, yeah, you know, it's, like, done, you know? Right. You're, like, you're not done. Yeah. Give that thing six weeks. Yeah. Give that thing six months. Yeah. Give it a year. <laughs> or they'll I mean, try something different, which I think is fine. I would rather you quit and go... Do something else than right. not do something else. There's a, yeah, there's right. a f- super fine line between yeah. um, when do you pivot, when do you change, mm-hmm. when do you take a break and learn lessons. Mm-hmm. But you you do always keep going. But that's where um, coaches and mentors can really help you. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, this man is a coach. We're coaches. Um, Being in that kind of environment. And yeah. you got to be around people who yeah. are just as or more but as we started this whole yeah. section off with you've got ego. to lower that ego you've right. got to be open now i've been on i always try to check myself i don't i don't know what sort of let's talk about that i don't know what sort of um i don't know meditations or personal sayings or or, or do you just slap yourself or whatever like how do you sort of mm. how do you check yourself when you feel that that wall of ego is kind of coming up you know, I've had, and yeah. this and it's a fine line between like somebody giving you constructive criticism, and then you're like, "What the hell are you telling me?" Like, yeah, like there's a you can't you don't want to always just be a doormat to everyone's opinions, right? Right, um, and you can't listen to every single person with an opinion. I know, if, yeah, like at the gym alone or or with oh, with yes. my company, if I listen to everybody's opinion, I would have no business right now at all. It would be crushed. Right, because you can't do everything everyone thinks, and no one all has the insights that you or your coach or you know yeah. you as a group have. Um, I know I'm talking too long. What no, do you use? Do no, you no. do you ever kind of feel that oh, coming yeah. up, and how yeah. do you overcome that? Um. So I do, um, and typically you just punch them in the face. No, no, no. <laughs> I, luckily, I'm surrounded by people with you know whether it's my campaign or my personal life. Mm-hmm. I have very strong people around me. Okay. Who'll be like, look, Heather, you've never done this before. <laughs> yeah, you should listen, listen to me. Right. And the people watching this will love that I'm saying this, but it's true. Sometimes I'll be like, well, well, that doesn't make any sense. They're like, Heather, <laughs> I've been doing this for ten years. Yeah. Stop it. It's I'm why like, you're okay, I trust you. I trust you. Sure. So it, I think it's just you know, and maybe it is my ego. I think I just get nervous because I haven't done it before. So it's it's well, that's the thing, right? It's, it's okay. It's I think if we realize that it's okay, yeah, that we. Are feeling that defensive yeah. thing. Um, it's just how do we how do we navigate it? How do we begin Jeez. to poke holes through it well, to get the good stuff through? Because you still got to turn away the bad stuff. For sure. Well, we can talk about members in this way. We've had you know people quit because we tell them to do ten burpees. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they just literally have just walked out the door. Yep. Or you ask them to run a mile, they're like, nah, and they literally get in their car and drive away. Yeah, yeah I've had that. Because <laughs> they don't want to do it, or they don't think it's a worthy thing to do. Um, yeah, and you're like, uh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I thought that's what you were paying me for. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's, that is another thing. Like, yeah. I'm paying this person to tell me what to do. Right. So. So I can ignore it. So I can ignore <laughs> it, right? So. It seems crazy. Why are you paying for a gym membership or paying for this person to help yeah. you with paying something? Paying for this professional just so I can ignore them. So I can ignore them. 
that doesn't make any sense. But it's my right time, to ignore who I want to ignore. But I think one thing you can do is, in what I, where I try to find that balance with ego, I guess, is um, I want it to be my voice mm-hmm. when I do publish something or whatever. Sure. Um, I want it to be authentic to me. So. Mm. The strategy might be the same, but I want it to be my voice, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Talking about my campaign, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No, but absolutely. It's, it's That's important to me, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've never done this before. so. <laughs> yeah, well, that takes bravery. Um, all right, so this next section, um, navigating gaps for opportunity. Yes. Like, before we started, you were like, you were raising an eyebrow about this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is sort of key uh, now. Um, in this, trying to make this as generally coronavirus-free as possible. Yeah. Not just the environment, but the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, operate in the present. Mm-hmm. Being in the present. And that's like a Buddhist monk like dream to just yeah. tell you to live in the now. But like it's so true. I mean, if you are... Um, if all you're thinking about is the past, if you're living in the past... How many, how many oh, people... Yeah. Bruce Springsteen literally has a song, Glory Days, which is about all his high school friends still living in high school, yeah. even at the age of 40. Right? This is literally a song for it. My favorite is when we get high school, fo- older high school football players come into the gym. Yeah. They didn't even play in college. Right. They're like, I played four years of college or high school football. I'm like, yeah, and you can't. Great. And you can't touch your toes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't squat. Let's start over. I think you're back to square one. Yeah. Um, Probably. Like, so I think. I've, I've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, most people won't even spot these opportunities because they are always looking over their shoulders, obsessing about how things used to be, wishing for a return to the old days. I actually was going to read that. Oh, I'm you'd be, sorry. Yeah, you I stole your thunder. That was fine. Statements such as, I can't wait until, or mm-hmm. when I get that new promotion, combined with negative, what if? Mm-hmm. What if? definitely need to plan but yeah. you just can't obsess about it i think there's a time and place for that i think if you do worry you you care right mm-hmm. but then you have to learn how to right you do so you know instead of just freaking out all the time about it. Okay, what yeah. can you do? What are you going to do about what it? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to help? So that's, you can take time to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. Um, all right. The creative mind operates in Yeah. Sort of transfixed and yeah. stuck. Again, going back to, you know, entrepreneurship, small business ownership. If you've seen if you're on Facebook, which you probably are, 
but how quickly did the restaurant industry pivot? Government is... No kidding. ...to keep their doors open. Um, so patronize your local restaurants and coffee yeah. shops and... Um, um, to help keep them going, but, enough. I mean that was that was impressive. That was very impressive. Yeah, um, but again, it's a necessity, right? Yeah. They, they have no choice. They're not just going to fold up. I mean, some will, but well, find again, a way. They're being creative. The creative mind operates in the present, while the rational thinking mind rests in the past or future. They don't have time to just sit and wallow. They acted. They had mm-hmm. to act fast. Yeah, I mean, you can get stuck in fear and paralyzed. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, literally, what this chapter is about. Um, Which I love because he talks about Sun Tzu, um, and I've read The Art of War <clears throat> several times in preparation for my current um, adventure I'm on with this campaign. But if you haven't read that book, do it because it really preps you. Talking about The Art of War? The Art of War, right. yes. Such a good book. It's short. Read it. You can listen to it actually on audio as well. Um, it's like an hour long listen to. I recently read a theory that uh, that was not one person. The Sun Tzu is not really one person; that it was like Collaboration a of. bunch of wisdom, sort of, yeah. sort of accumulated, and they sort of, you know, I don't published it. I guess what they Interesting. did, you know, three thousand years ago. But like, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, it's like not just necessarily one person, which I kind of dig that. But um, yeah, I also kind of like the idea that there's one like Yoda guy out there sitting in the cave yeah. writing up stuff. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm on this section here: break inertia with decisive action. After risk aversion and fear of failure, indecision is perhaps the most common reason for that innovation-killing standstill. We call it inertia. This, this right here. If there's anything from this whole thing that we're doing, take this one. A good plan executed now is far better than a perfect plan executed too late. Yes. I mean, goddamn. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Goddamn. It takes action. You know, and that's something, you know, looking back, you know, going to college and doing anything that you do, they're like, I didn't even think about it. I mean, I did a little bit, but I just, just jumped did in it. and did it. Did it. Mm-hmm. Now looking back, I'm like, holy crap, how did I do that? You I know, know, as an adult, would I have done that? No. As an adult now, Absolutely. thinking about going to school, it's a six-month process of deciding whether you want to do it or not. Right. Because you're worried about spending that time on the wrong thing. Absolutely. This speaks to the overthinker in every one of us. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> right? And that's, I've actually, like, you're totally right. I I overthink things now more than I than I ever did. Yeah. And um, sometimes just doing it, and that's paid off for us in yeah, it's current like, project. By just doing something is better than not doing anything at all. We forget about that. I forget who I was talking to about this, but like, it's often like a band's, like a band's album. Like the first album is like, Oh my gosh, the you're totally right. Best. <laughs> you're totally right? right. Because they do all this stuff to yeah. try to get this album out. But then their second one's usually crap. Because that is so true. they forgot the things that they did to get them there in the first place. Right. And they just did some really fast stuff to just get it done. Yeah. Right. Or they worry about losing the inertia from the first thing or whatever. Yeah. Right. True, right? That's so true. Yeah. Um, not for every band. Some bands the second album was pretty good, but 
Yeah, I, I love that. A good plan executed now is far better than a perfect plan executed too late. And I've done that myself. Yeah. Where I've just waited and waited and waited. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm trying to use this opportunity to pull the trigger on some stuff. That it's also, not even fully baked, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Just do it. Well, the thing is, that also goes back to ego. Let's talk about sports for a second. Volleyball. Yeah, you right? don't want to look bad. Well, no, you you're overly confident. Ooh. So you hit it out of the park the first time. Just say. You know those games or those gotcha. times where you're just like you're in the zone, you hit every ball, mm-hmm. nothing, everything goes your way, the, the balls go your way, the calls from the refs go your way. You've seen those football games or basketball yeah. oh, games yeah. where it's just like you can't lose, right? Yeah, you're just in it. You're yeah. in it, man. So we, I've experienced that in playing volleyball in college. You know, we crush like the first two days, we three like a three day, um, <laughs> a three day tournament, and we're just freaking. We can't lose. Mm. You literally can't lose. The next day, like primed the, to be worst, the worst <laughs> play we've ever had, and my coach would just be like, what the heck? What are you guys what doing? What is going on? But we we got lax, right? We weren't mentally sharp. And, um, you know, <coughs> that's a uh, – and the same goes for playing like crap and wanting right. to play well, right? When we talk about breaking inertia, like you have to break the cycle, right? You can't just keep – yeah, the same ball. You can't you keep know. relying on the same stuff. Like, yeah, yeah you, that's you have to, that's how. Yeah, you're right. You have to pivot. That's how teams get beat. That's right. Yeah, you see that. Yeah, you, you definitely see. to make a dude NFL reference. I mean, you see that a lot in the NFL where there'll be a team that's like mm-hmm. they got this offense and they're just like they're doing this thing, yeah. and then another team figures it out. And they're like, oh, we got your shit figured out and now, and then they don't win another game for the rest of the that's season. That's the art of war, man. It really yeah. is. And you, as soon as you see that weakness, you know. Whether that's in the in the industry, you know, sports, um, whatever, you have to have, you know, um, you have to be able to pivot fast, and then and then you're not done. Right. We I've seen that a lot too. You know, in, in business, people will pivot and they'll like, okay, well, this is working, and then we're done. Right. No, no, no. no. It's probably going to work for the next three months, but you have to think within like the next six months, or the, nine months, like six years, year, six years. So. so, yeah, and that's a great segue. Um, uh, Excel in chaos. Oh, I've got a point to make here. When things fall apart, they rarely go back to the old normal instead of setting, settling into a new normal over time. Mm-hmm. For us, this means even more opportunity as we learn to innovate in rapidly changing environments when everyone else is searching for the past mm-hmm. or hunkering down to let the dust settle. So. Mm. I'd be interested to explore how much this is tied to ego, but mm-hmm. you, in order to truly pivot, and this is when I'm, I've coached business and I've watched really, really great coaches coach other people in business, mm-hmm. um, you have to be willing to let something go, right? Because in order to truly pivot, if you change your business model, you have to let that old business model go. go. You cannot still dabble in that thing. Yeah. You know, it's the same in like, Honestly, it's the same in health. If you're trying something and it's not working for you, you gotta you gotta change. Mm-hmm. You can't still do that same thing and the new thing, right? right? So, in order to truly excel, to make good decisions and to pivot, you got mm-hmm. to be willing enough to let shit go. Yeah. Right. How much do you think that's attuned to ego? Oh my gosh. Oh, I've, absolutely. I mean, we have people who come to the gym and tell us how to coach or tell us what to do, and I'm like. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What? Right. Um, I don't go to your business and tell you how to cook food or mm-hmm. um, run your whatever or, you know, right. that's just not. So I think 
it yes absolutely hmm. yeah yeah uh <laughs> and it's also sort of being comfortable mm-hmm. right it's also being comfortable in the way you've always done this is the way we've always done it yeah so why would i change it because it's I always it, worked i think it always goes to you know working like working out there, there's nothing i will say no to trying like mm-hmm. i do yoga um i like running right um i like hiking i like you know rucking you mm-hmm. know so i will try whatever Mm-hmm. I haven't tried bar yet. I need, I need to do that. Bar? Yeah, bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Right. So, anyway, but... Just try that. I think it Report just back. takes... Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is your ego in the way of you trying that? <laughs> it is. I, I accept that. Uh, <laughs> A subtle pattern to consider is your body and mental posture when making decisions. Mm-hmm. In other words, your physiology and psychology. Are you slumped, fatigued, negative, or morose? Mm-hmm. These are weak positions for making an important decision. Change your body's posture and charge up your mind mm-hmm. with some positive statements before you make that call. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's legit. Good. That's um, really good. I've not actually thought about that before I read it. And I've read this book like a dozen times and I just read that and highlighted yeah. it. And I'd never considered um, mm-hmm. changing my physical posture. I mean, I mean, oh, damn. I mean, I've had to give talks recently. Mm-hmm. And it does help when you physically change your posture before. Wow. You know, like mm-hmm. the power pose. You know, if you think about yoga mm-hmm. or even karate, I'm sure mm-hmm. that they have their power poses where, you know, your chest is up, your shoulders are back, your yep. hands are to your side and open. Like it's mountain pose, right? Mm-hmm. Strong as mountain. That changes. It does. Physiologically how you it, Yeah, feel. and he's suggesting it will actually bleed into your mind and help yeah. you help you make For a sure. stronger decision yeah. be, be a little more courageous i guess or if i'm feeling too tense i'll do some like dancing i feel it to loosen you up right, but right. you see me do that at work oh yeah in workouts mm-hmm. if i'm nervous like i'll just start dancing or something mm-hmm. like that because i it helps me relax a little bit uh i'm trying to remember her name uh is it christmas abbott you know who that is yeah so Cro- former CrossFitter. I think she's a, she owns a CrossFit gym in Raleigh, North Carolina. But anyway, yeah, she right. was games athlete like 10 years ago, whatever. Whatever. Um, something she said sticks with me, and I, and I still try to do this, is that like particular in, particularly in a CrossFit workout, a hard workout when you're done, mm-hmm. do you just keel over? Yeah. Or assume that CrossFit rest position where your hands are on your knees and you're like, Ugh. or mm-hmm. you know, do you immediately start bitching about how hard it was? Or... Mm-hmm. What she suggested was put your damn foot on the barbell, stand there like you have power over that thing, like you just beat it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And recover that way. Yeah. And that that has, that has stuck with me. And then a lot of times yeah. I will see people just keel over and die. And I'm like, nope, I'm gonna immediately going to put my shit up. Get back up. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's I think there's a lesson there. And it's still, yeah. sort of always feeding that this yeah. this thing did not this was not even close to being difficult one thing i do similar is i don't let people walk away from the bar and i've yelled that yeah before i'm like interesting don't walk away from the bar because we see people you know do a couple cleans or clean and jerks right. and, and then they they'll, gotta they'll like, walk away like 20 feet i'm like, like no, no, no 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 collecting themselves get or back don't walk away from that bar hmm. and we're talking about like a hard crossfit workout here where you're you know having to clean and jerk you know 60 times or whatever right you're, is, you're literally dying. You're literally gonna, yeah yeah but to me, it's like, no, it, it's a mental thing. It's a barbell. It's an inanimate object, but um, you're showing that you're not afraid of it. Yeah. Because really, when you do walk away and you 
want to give them quit, you're letting a barbell control you. <laughs> you know, well, if you think about it. Or a hard workout control you. If a, if a workout or a barbell is going to control you, a bad day at the office is definitely going to crush you. Most likely. I mean, and I, we see, I, I mean, I see a correlation between those that can push through, persevere to, you know, other personal accomplishments. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think it kind of correlates through. Absolutely. Um... Anything you want to add to this, this section? Any last things you want to dig through? I mean, you, know, you could spend a month on yeah. this chapter, but... I just, I would just, this whole chapter is about, you know, dealing with chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always going to be uncertainty in life. And there's always going to be the things that come up. Particularly now, we're going through a really... Oh, yeah. It's hard. This literally is quite, day-to-day. This is literally a pandemic yep. we're going through. Day-to-day. Day-to-day. But there is opportunity in chaos. There and always is. There's opportunity in in bad times. Um, one of my recent girlfriends just passed away. And literally, she's dying in the hospital. And she started a nonprofit to spread right. joy to people. Right. And her husband's taking the opportunity to... Um, to prom- to grow and help spread joy to people who need it. That is impressive. So Cassilia, Serving Connect, you know, right. she started this amazing organization connecting community with, I mean, so through the rubble, there's always a way, and that to me is like, I'm blown away by it's their inspiring. strength. Right. Um, yeah, and those are the people I, 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 hope to, I hope to serve. So anyway, that's, it's amazing, right? Mm. The, the, the resiliency of humanity is incredible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check this book out. Um, of course, we'll be linking it up and uh, probably giving you a copy if you know me. So dig it back out. Yes. Dig back into this chapter. You need to sign my copy, Jane. Oh. You, you gave this one to oh, me. Oh, man. I do. I carry it for it. It's all ragged. And yeah, mine's beat up. Yeah. Mine's completely beat up. Oh, nice. Um, you got the hardback. Yeah, I got the first edition. Dang, man. The first edition. I got. Dang. I think I have every edition he's put out since then. I'm, I'm a fanboy. I don't know if you can tell. It's more than that. Um, this man changed me mm-hmm. um, in ways that just I st- I'm still discovering. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've only met him in person once, yeah. you know. Um, and it's just amazing. Like, if you just, if you just dig into something and, and mm-hmm. give it your full attention, how much it can change you, you know. And in this case, yeah. this, is, uh, this has been immeasurable for me over the years. For, so, me, for me too. Hopefully it helps. Um, again, this is just the live session, and uh, we're going to do these again. Um, mm-hmm. I'll start putting out, starting from uh, chapter one, we're going to go through the whole book. We only have, like, uh, I think two left. There's only eight whole things in the book. Um, we're going to pick another book to do, too. Yeah, we'll keep going. Yes. Um, definitely. It's a great quest. So, until next time. Yeah.